episode of Chopping It Up with D. Rondra, a virtual barbershop experience, where we sit in this virtual barber chair and get that virtual haircut. All opinions are welcome because everyone is a welcome. My brothers, my sisters, ladies and gentlemen, come on in the barbershop and sit on with your boy. And let's do what we do best. Let's chop it up. This episode is sponsored by my wife, Business. Her name is Tia Monique, and the name of her business is Let It Out Academy. She is a book coach that has all-inclusive self-publishing packages. It's time to share y'all stories with the world. Schedule your discovery call at www.tiamonique.com. www.tiamonique.com. www. Tmonique.com and that's Let It Out Academy. All right, good people. If you've been watching the news, you've seen that the Supreme Court overturned the affirmative action, meaning that the minorities, mainly black, cannot use that in order to get into a college. And this is uh, based off, really, Harvard Law and the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, where there were still issues about students using affirmative action to get into schools. So my question to all my peoples, white, black, Mexican, ladies, fellas, everybody, what do y'all feel about this? How do you feel about it? See, I feel some type of way about it, me being a black man. And the things that we went through to get into higher learning institutions that we really were qualified for, they weren't allowing us to go to those institutions. And I believe a lot of it is just, I'm just going to say it, it's a bunch of crap. I mean, I, they want to send us to our HBCUs. I went to one, the Fort Valley State University. That still shouldn't stop a qualified minority going to the prestigious schools all across this country, the Northwesterns, the Harvards the Yales, the Stanfords, all these schools, Michigan. Uh, I can go on and on because the list is long. What the Supreme Court did 
is paved the way, in my opinion, back to the slavery days. Because now, what you did is made it more difficult to get into said prestigious school because now they have the right to turn you away because of race. They have the right. And I think what hurts the black community the most is that one of the Supreme Court justices, Clarence Thomas, voted against it. And I'm paraphrasing his uh, statement. He's saying by abolishing affirmative action, equality could be now. Oh, I'm trying to look for the right word. Um, you can now have equality. I just said like that. And no, that's not true in my opinion. Everything that I'm saying is just what it is, my opinion. So you can get mad at me or you can understand where I'm coming from. That's why this is a opinionated show, just for this. I think it's, I think what he did is wrong, in my opinion, because he was one of the very people that used affirmative action to get where he is today. He was able to go to the school that he wanted to go to and they were able to take him because of affirmative action. And I don't like where we're going right now. I don't like how this is being handled because if you're stating that this was being abolished in your opinion for equality, no, if you watch now that they are able to disqualify minorities, you're going to see that equality, you just threw equality out the window. That's not what happened. You abolished equality by abolishing affirmative action. It wasn't meant to be a crutch. It was meant to aid those who could not get in these prestigious, institutions because of their skin color not because of their merit because if they were just looking at their merit and what happened with the grades in high school and the act and the sat scores if a minority has exceptional scores in high school and those aptitude tests they should be admitted well studies show that that wasn't happening. They were not being admitted into these great schools. They were being looked over because of their skin color. And now you put that back into play. Now it's, it's a big tool to use against them when, in fact, it couldn't be used against them. And what I'm talking about is the skin color. They're not going to look at the grades, the uh, after-school activities, and things of that nature that help them get into these wonderful schools of higher learning. It's not going to happen now. And let me keep let me keep saying this. This is my opinion. 
not based on facts. It's based on my opinion, how I look at what's happening now that affirmative action is being removed. I don't believe you open the door for equality, Judge Thomas. I believe you actually abolished equality. Because let's just, from my opinion, let's just look at it from this standpoint. If it was all about equality, did we really need affirmative action? If it was based off a, a child's high school GPA, his grades, his or her grades, his or her aptitude test scores, activities that that child did, if they were up to par with the best in the country, why are they being overlooked? Because of their Latino, their uh, black, their Cuban, or whatever minority race there is. They're being overlooked. But they have the GPA. They have the high test scores. They have the wonderful grades coming out of high school. What's the problem? Why is it a problem? Why would we need affirmative action? It was put into play so we could go to these wonderful schools. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my HBCU. I love HBCUs. They were pretty much formed because we wasn't getting to these great schools of higher learning. So we decided, hey, we're just going to develop some colleges and these colleges now are prevalent in our community and some of the the caucasian people want to go to hbcus i knew uh one guy that went to ours white guy cool as a fan we love that dude he's a great man you know so all people are not racist. All people are not just ignorant. They want to conversate and communicate with us. And we have some that's just down-to-earth people. So I'm not going to generalize and say all of them are ignorant because they're not. I will say, in my opinion... A majority of them are. And at the end of the day, the people that we deal with, we have to be careful how we handle them. Because they could be sending their agents. They could be acting real nice. And they can be a closet racist. You hear them come out. In the age of technology now, better be careful what you say. Because it can be found out and be, you can go viral on YouTube. So all my, my white brothers and sisters that's out there listening. If you're a racist. Just go on and be a racist. Be honest about it. Step out on that and just call it what it is. If you're not. Stay that way. Don't be behind closed doors. Saying. 
a to totally different thing that you're showing us in public. Be who you are in private and in public. I'm kind of veering off, but really I'm not because what I'm basing, what I'm saying right now is really based off my, my anger of affirmative action being removed. And now you just gave the ones who are racist or who don't want to see us succeed in the prestigious schools that they're in, you just gave them ammunition. You gave them all they needed to just push us to the side. And that, what I say, is what I'm very upset about. And the fact that a black man who used affirmative action to become a Supreme Court justice vetoed it. That's upsetting to me. It's not what I thought he would do. And the reason that, once again, my opinion, I got to keep saying this because I don't want nobody to think this is facts. This is just my opinion. For him to say that he feels equality is coming along with getting rid of it, to me is just, as the, the older folks would say, hogwash. It's garbage. You know, I've I seen Judge Greg Mathis uh, display his disdain in a respectful manner on how affirmative action, that's how he was able to go to school. He told his story on how he was, he was uh, out doing dirt on the east side of Detroit and he got in trouble with the law, got his GED, but he was able to get into college and then law school. Affirmative action helped him to become who he is today. And like I said, he was very respectful in his disagreement on Judge Thomas and his his uh thoughts on why affirmative action should be abolished. I am a big fan of the little man getting a chance to show he is capable to survive in the big man world. And I'm looking at us as a race, as the little man. And we're doing all that we can to survive in the big man's world. We're doing everything to survive. We get the grades. We're doing the after-school activities. We're doing all the right things to try to achieve higher learning. And I think it was uh, Judge Mathis who brought up a very good point. So you don't mind to see us be athletic. You will pay us to be athletic. Go out there and dribble a basketball or catch a pass from a quarterback to a receiver or to play football, uh, hit a baseball. You will pay us. There's no affirmative action when it comes to that. Only when it comes to higher learning and enhancing our intelligence that you want to use affirmative action. When we're making you money in the other venues, it's cool. 
But when we're trying to make money on our own and establish our own ver uh, venues and trying to establish uh, generational wealth besides using our athletic abilities, we want to use our mental capabilities, it's an issue. That's even more of a slap in the face to us and to look at it from that standpoint, I actually understand why uh, Judge Mathis was so upset. We as the minority have to jump through a lot of more hoops to make it in the business world as opposed to our white brethren. And I'm just saying white brethren because I'm trying to stay politically correct and not say something that offend. But we have, our our white counterparts don't really have to jump through as many hoops as we do, as the Latinos do. It's, it's a lot that we have to do. We have to have the grades, have the high uh, aptitude test score, and to top all that off, we can't be the color that we are to get that same chance. We can't have a, a pigment problem. And it's just not right. I don't know what they actually thought would be beneficial by ending something that helped a minority become uh, a vital part of the corporate world. What you did was you tried. But see, us as black folk, we hustlers. And the ones who are very intelligent, we're, they're finding ways to get in the corporate world and, put, and make their mark in it. There are a lot of young black men and women that are in the corporate world making millions of dollars. I've seen a, a, a guy in Atlanta, young guy, black guy, made $8 million off his uh, food truck just selling his food because he was on the grind on the hustle. Didn't get a chance to read the whole article. But he was, uh, from what I read, trying to market his food and he would go any and everywhere and just sell food and he was able to sell enough to where he had gotten a food truck and he could travel in different areas and this guy made eight million within a two-year span and then there's young kids that's out here going to college. I'm living with one right now. I have my my youngest son. He graduated high school at 15. He graduated high school at 15. GPA above a 3.3, I believe. And he worked and he went to school and he graduated at 15. 
Now he's able to go on a full scholarship, y'all, to the University of Detroit Mercy, where he wants to go to today dental school. So when I took him to his orientation, and they were talking about the credentials of the University of Detroit Mercy, I knew it was a good school. I did not know it was that good. Their school of dentistry, top two in the country. Their school of biology, top two in the country. Their school of engineering, top ten in the country. Their law school, top five in the country. And he doesn't have to pay full ride. So guess what? It's not that we can't be intelligent or do intelligent things or strive to be great because it can be done. But what what about the one who wants to go to a school and the affirmative action can stop them from overlooking that particular minority because of them being a minority? You would be mercy welcomed, my son. And the diversity on that campus proves that they take the best of the best. I'm walking and I'm seeing every ethnic group possible walking that campus. And I felt so good walking the campus with my son because he felt good. So what about, let's say, uh, Princeton, where there's more of the majority as opposed to minority. Now that affirmative action is gone, you're going to see even more of the majority. Because now Princeton, and I'm just using Princeton as an uh, example, because I really don't know if they are doing that. I know Harvard was doing it. It was mentioned, and so was uh, UNC Chapel Hill. So I'm not saying Princeton is, is doing it. I'm saying it as an example. So now... Princeton can reject said minority because affirmative action is gone. It's gone. And they don't have to explain anything because now they have the right to pick and choose who comes to that prestigious school of higher learning. Is that right, y'all? I don't think that's right. How y'all feel about that? This is a conversation that can go on and on and on because I will say this. I'm not, I wouldn't force any and everybody to go to college because college is not meant for everyone. It's not. Some people are just not made for college and they can still be successful because they have the mindset to do something else and be great at it. That still means that they have a great mind. It's just not for college. It's for something else. It may be uh, to start their own business, self-made. Now I can say a lot of the, uh, of the white guys that's rich, they didn't finish school. A lot of them dropped out. That's a little fact. I don't know the percentage, but you go and read some of these guys that's millionaires, they did some college. Some of them graduated. I say a majority of them did. A lot of them didn't. 
just like us. A lot of the self-made millionaires, they didn't all graduate from college. Some of them didn't go to college at all. I know Diddy went to college for a minute. Look at him. Multi-millionaire. I'm not forcing the issue of college. I'm talking about the minority that has the mindset and the drive to go to a prestigious school and show them that I belong. Now you gave these colleges an edge because they can look at him and say, oh, no, nah, we don't want you. And it's because of their skin tone. It's not right. It's not fair. Equal opportunity is just that. Equal opportunity. If that person has the credentials to go to your school, regardless of their skin tone, they should be allowed in your school. Point blank, period. There's no other way to look at it. And for anybody to believe, especially one of our, our color, to believe that once you take this away, equality is going to happen. No, it's not. You just took equality away, what little bit that was there. And a lot of the kids that's minorities, they're not really trying to really rely on that. They're relying on their mind and their test scores and the things that they achieved there in high school. That's what they're relying on. And that's what they should rely on. Period. If they have the mental capability to survive in Harvard, then they should be allowed in Harvard. They should be allowed at UNC Chapel Hill. They should be allowed in Stanford. I have a friend that went to Stanford. Girl is smart as a whip. We all grew up together. We knew when she said she was going to Stanford, she should have been there. She belonged at Stanford. We had, I had a couple friends down in Georgia when I was going to Fort Valley that once you finish Fort Valley on this special program, they sent you to uh, the University of, of Nevada, Las Vegas, UNLV, on a scholarship that was linked to them. And these guys was, and women, were smart. Oh, my goodness. And some of them I have actually got a chance to talk to. I haven't talked to them in years. And they are prominent people in the business world. So we belong. If you look at history, we definitely belong. A majority of the inventions out here, we have something to do with it. We definitely belong. So do you put a monkey wrench and us being able to go to these schools because you took away something that they had to look at? Great job, Supreme Court. You just really proved that America has not come as far along as we anticipated or hoped. We appreciate it. Yeah, it's sarcasm. And I admit it's sarcasm because I'm not happy about it. 
what was done did not create equality. Would y'all tell me how y'all feel about it? Now that we done got this uh, virtual haircut, tell me how you feel. What do you feel about the, the decision that was made? I told you how I felt. I'm not happy about it. Not at all. And I feel like we took 85 steps back when we supposed to be taking 100 steps forward. That's just my feeling on it. And I'm not happy about it. So I'd like to hear know if y'all happy, how you feel, what's going on in your mind. Tell me something good. We about to get out of here. But before I leave, I got to say that chopping it up with D. Randall, a virtual barbershop experience, was also sponsored by Creative 8 Incorporated. Get your graphics done for any event or announcement. Website designs, flyers, logos, business cards, brochures, and full branding packages. Email Tamara at TiaMonique.com. That's T-A-M-A-R-A at T-I-A-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E dot com. That's Tamara at TiaMonique.com. And that's Creative 8 Incorporated. Well, I'm out of here, good people, man. We done got out the virtual chair. We looking good. So until next time when we sit down and chop it up, it's your boy D. Randall. I'm going to holler at y'all. Peace.